can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido, and the Celtics are playing with your hearts once again. Come out with a huge victory tonight, 119-115 over the Los Angeles Clippers. I'm going to run through the podcast, same as usual. Uh, Start with player of the game, and then I'll go through... Uh, really, the positives of today, uh, some of the negatives, and do want to talk a little bit more about TPE options. Uh, but I want to start today with player of the game, and I, I'm going to go back to back to Tatum for the majority of today. Uh, we relied on his scoring and you know his scoring only for a good portion of tonight. Uh, I will talk about Kemba in a little bit here because he really stepped it up in the fourth quarter. But Jason Tatum, for the majority, really held together this team uh, through a good chunk of today. Uh, ended the night 34 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 4 steals. Uh, and he shot 5 of 10 from 3. 5 of 6 from the line. So tonight we saw him get to the line a little bit more uh, than we have in the... I guess, rest of the season. Uh, but overall, he looked really good. Uh, and the guy is just, he's unstoppable in the post. And I tweeted this earlier. The guy, it, when he gets in his position in the post, there are few people in the league that can control that. Uh, and he played really well tonight. Did play 40 minutes. Uh, it's definitely a tough game when you do not have Jalen Brown, your other star, playing uh and i'll talk about that later on in this game as well but uh you know overall really solid night for for tatum had a couple of really nice pull-up threes uh, a couple aggressive drives uh and just continued to do everything um and you know one of the biggest plays of the game was you know towards you know towards the end of the game fourth quarter the Clippers were really trying to do whatever they could to get Kawhi on either Kemba or Carson. And it worked for the majority of it. Kawhi had a, a really good night, uh, end of the night, 28 points. Uh, but at the very end of the game, one of the things that really put the Celtics over the edge was... Kawhi ended up switching, or I guess Kemba ended up being stuck on Kawhi, and Jason Tatum slipped the screen, ended up forcing a steal, and got fouled, ended up going to the line for two free throws. And you know Tatum working through the screen uh, and forcing turnovers like that are huge. And that was really where the Celtics got their lead and continued just pushing forward. Uh, so... Really solid game from Tatum. He gets player of the game today. Not far behind him is Kemba Walker. And this is the Kemba that we have been waiting for. And, you know, I, I don't want to say that. And then, you know, next game comes and it is not as good as today. But overall, really, really solid game for Kemba Walker. Uh, had 24 points. Four assists, a steal, a block, and a rebound. Uh, 
But overall, he just shot better tonight. 9 of 19. Still not fantastic. Uh, but timely. Timely shots. Uh, he had 14 points at the end of the third. And ended up getting 10 points in the fourth quarter. I believe he shot 4 of 6 in the fourth quarter, including two very big free throws. Uh, so really, really clutch performance. We're going back to UConn days of Kemba Walker clutch jeans. Had a couple of really, really nice pull-ups, mid-range pull-ups off of pick and rolls. And you know, overall provided that spark. Tatum did it for the majority of today. Uh, but, you know, if you've looked at the last couple games for the Celtics, that's kind of been our biggest issue. I talked about it in the last podcast that Jason Tatum has continued to play really well in the fourth and has kind of dominated the fourth quarter as far as scoring. Uh, and JB has been fairly quiet. We haven't really had another player outside of Tatum that has stepped up in the fourth, and tonight was Kemba. Uh, So that's huge. To have another person be able to create a shot uh, is is massive. You know, we saw Kemba hit 32 minutes today, uh, so kind of Brad starting to stretch it out a little bit, his minutes, which is good to see. but the biggest thing for me tonight is, I mean, you know, Kemba was just getting to every spot that he wanted. And it's very, very good to see. Um, you know, for me, if you look at the way he's played this season so far, I mean, he looks healthy. He looks healthy. But this was the first night, shooting-wise, that he really had his feet under him. And, you know, shot significantly better tonight than he has in the past. So it's it's good. It's good to see. Uh, I do want to talk about you know Carson Edwards tonight, and I you know I, I hope he keeps proving me wrong. But a couple games into the season, I said that Carson Edwards was canceled, and he's had a couple of good games. Again, not much. He hasn't he hasn't done much for the majority of the year, but uh, really really good game tonight. For Carson Edwards, the first half, he was, after the first quarter, he was the second leading scorer behind Tatum. Uh, End of the night, 16 points, a team high plus nine overall. Uh, But he had 16 points, two assists, four rebounds, and three of three from from behind the arc, three of three from the line. So... And two of those were very clutch. Actually, all three of them, very clutch at the very end. Uh, you know, he got fouled shooting a three late in the game, made all three of them to take a one-point lead. Uh, so really solid performances, you know, all around. We saw Pritchard get back for the first first game since his injury. Um, overall, didn't play a ton of minutes, ended with 19, but played, again, really well. Uh, and it is fantastic to see him back and someone start taking Jeff Teague's minutes. So that, to me, I think is a bigger positive out of everything. Uh, we saw Pritchard with 19 minutes and Teague with 17. Teague put up another dud 
zero points off zero four shooting, zero for three, zero of three from three, uh, and a turnover. Again, doing Jeff Teague things. It's almost laughable at this point how bad Jeff Teague is, and I'll talk about that in the the latter half of this podcast, but uh, Peyton Pritchard looked good. You know, he came in, very first shot he took, I think his foot was on the line, but really deep two, um, and then had a couple, and then had two other threes. So shot three of four from the field, uh, eight points, two assists, two rebounds. Uh, it's good to have him back. It's good to have him back. That's all I can say. I mean, we saw, which to me is kind of bizarre, but we saw Carson Edwards get that you know late game crunch time minutes, and you know. I would say moving forward, it's probably going to be a guy like Pritchard, maybe not coming back from an injury and with him already being at 19 minutes. But, you know, it, it was it's a welcome sight. I'm very happy to have Pritchard back. Uh, the other two guys that, you know, I do want to talk about are Thompson and Grant Williams. And, you know, historically, both pretty Poor free throw shooters. Thompson, 63%. uh, And then Grant, I believe they said he was 50% this season. And both of them, very, very clutch free throws at the end of the game. Uh, And the big thing, I mean, if you look up and down, we had Carson Edwards with three big free throws. Kemba with two big free throws, Thompson, two big free throws, Grant, two big free throws, all in the last like four minutes of the game. So, you know, we didn't take a ton of free throws, but we took a lot in the fourth quarter and they, they counted. It really, it pushed us over the edge tonight. So overall, I mean, you know, Tristan Thompson and Grant Williams played pretty solid Pretty solid minutes, uh, and it was needed. And I'll talk about Tyson a little bit, but it was it was very much needed tonight. Uh, Thompson again had a had a solid game. Uh, end of the night's 11, 11 points, seven rebounds, three assists, and again kind of kind of was bullying the Clippers around. Uh, you know, I, I remember one play where you know he looked at three different players trying to pass the ball off. He was at the top of the key and was just like, yep, screw it. Guess I'm just going to drive and do it myself and got the layup. So, you know, overall it was a, it was a pretty complete performance up and down. Uh, You know, we saw, you know, Robert Williams get in, didn't do, didn't get a ton of minutes, kind of surprisingly with the uh, injury to Tice, but you know, the minutes that he got pretty solid, 10 points, two steals, two rebounds, five of eight from the field. Uh, and some of the things that we saw from time Lord today that we, you know, seen a very, very little bit of this year was his mid range jumper. You know, two of those five makes were not dunks or layups, uh, a really nice baseline jumper for him. Uh, and then he had another like no hesitation mid-range jumper off an assist from Pritchard. Uh, so looked pretty solid. And this is one of those games for Time Lord where he didn't get a ton of minutes, 
But the minutes that he had, he impacted the game pretty big. Uh, I mean, he looked good, and he's showing Celtics fans another side to his offensive game that, I mean, frankly, we just we haven't seen a ton of. Uh, normally, he's that guy that runs the rim, is setting screens, will maybe pass out of a pick and roll, uh, but is not typically your guy that's going to stretch the floor and give you those mid-range jumpers. And tonight he did that twice. Uh, so overall, it was, a, again, a really solid, solid game. You know, I do want to highlight the third quarter uh, because if you look at it, I mean, the Celtics came out flat as can be in the first. Pretty much kept up with that in the second. Uh, but the third quarter, we outscored them 38-20. to 20. And, you know, it's... <laughs> It's awesome. It's usually the other way around. And you know, I'm not going to say this is a a full a full game of Celtics playing well cuz it certainly was not, but the Celtics ended. We played we performed when we needed to. Third quarter we played fantastic. Uh and it was a really close game for the majority of the fourth. And the Celtics came up with huge stops. Shemi defended Kawhi as good as anyone probably has this year. Uh, A couple of very, very timely, tough defensive stops at the end of the game. Uh, So overall, I mean, again, there were some negatives. uh, And we'll dive into those in a little bit here. But really solid win for the Celtics team that, you know, after dropping the game to... Sacramento, this is a this is a pretty big win. You know, it would have been tough going into the Sun and the Jazz with you know a potential 500 record. Uh, we're 12 and nine now, so we would have been 11 and 10. And to come back after a West Coast trip, dropping two games, one of which to the Kings. You know, it would have it would have sucked. So this is a a really good win. Uh, I do want to transition here, talk about some of the negatives because there definitely were some, um, and I want to talk about those. Before we do, I uh, do want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors, and we will be right back. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert: Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is, all Venture Green's Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CelticsTake15, that's CelticsTake15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, Celtics fans, we are back for the back half of today's podcast. I want to talk through some of the negatives um, and potential TP options again. I want to dive into that a little bit more because if anything from tonight's game... We really saw the lack of wing depth. 
And I do want to talk about that. But before we do so, I want to dive into some of the negatives here. And we've talked about the two big lineup in the past. And you know, for the first two weeks of the season, it was abysmal. Has gotten better with Kemba returning uh, and having kind of more of a full roster. Tonight... We didn't just go double big, we went triple big. We started Daniel Tice, Tristan Thompson, and Grant Williams. And that lineup sucked. It was horrible. It was horrible. The Celtics just could not put together any string of points. We're completely lost on offense. And... It showed. I mean, the the end of the first quarter, we were down 33-21. to 21. Granted, that had to change because Daniel Tice got hurt, but Brad was running with it. And it wasn't until he switched up the two big line, or the three big lineup, excuse me, that the Celtics started putting, putting in points. You know, Carson Edwards was huge. He came in pretty early in the first uh, and hit back-to-back threes. So, you know, it's it's just another example of poor rotations. And I, I don't know why this is still the case. Uh, I, guess, I mean, tonight, I guess it was kind of obvious why. Because JB was out and we just do not have any wing depth outside of Tatum and JB. You know, we have Shemi, doesn't provide much. Um I was kind of surprised to not see Javante Green play at all. I was kind of expecting him to get a good amount of minutes in Brown's absence. But if anything, this game shows you that that TP needs to be used like sooner rather than later. Uh, Danny Ainge was on Toucher and Rich yesterday or maybe the day before, uh, and he was talking about potential uses for the TPE he said there was no chance of JJ Redick coming to Boston. Uh, he said that he's looking more shooting with size. And we talked last podcast about Harrison Barnes. And this is a pretty good example of a situation where Harrison Barnes would really help the Celtics stretching the floor. I mean, that's a situation where you have the ability to move, Tatum down to the two, Barnes at the three, and it doesn't really feel like you're going triple big because Harrison Barnes is a wing player. He's a legitimate scoring threat from three. Um, Grant shot really well tonight, ended three of four from three. Uh, So maybe I'm not giving him enough credit, but he's not a guy that's going to put the ball on the floor and create offense for the rest of the team and Barnes is that's where the Celtics really struggled in that first quarter. Um, You know, you saw Kemba come out and not that it was much better with him in there in the first quarter, because we really couldn't put anything together except for Tatum, but the team struggled to move the ball around. Um, You know, second quarter better uh, it was kind of once Carson Edwards started hitting his shots and really this Tatum caught fire is pretty much what it boiled down to. Uh, Tatum played 
really well and ended with 15 points at halftime. Uh, and just kind of continued that stretch too. It didn't really stop. But you saw tonight, like, it's it's tough. It's tough when you have realistically two wings on a team and one of them's hurt. And JB has had an all-star season. He's played phenomenal for the majority of this year. He's had a, a game or two where shooting percentage-wise, he's not doing great, but he's still giving you 20 points consistently right around it, if not. So it really highlighted the the need for wing depth. I know a lot of people talk about needing a big man, needing a big man. Uh, I think wing depth is, is more important to this team at this point. And I still, I'm still on the Harrison Barnes train. Uh, I've been saying it for, for a large portion of this year, uh, but the talks are heating up. Every Celtics podcast, every Celtics blog, every Celtics article, tweet, uh, has really been about Harrison Barnes. And yes, it's kind of top of mind because we just played the Kings, but it's highlighted again in a game like this where you don't have one of your two wings. Uh, So I guess enough with the TP. Uh, Do you want to go back to the game here? So... The Celtics started 15, we were down 15 to 4 in a matter of minutes. And there were just stupid, stupid calls, stupid plays, stupid defensive rotations. I will say the defensive rotations improved drastically from the first to the fourth quarter. Uh, But I mean, you saw Grant fouling Kawhi shooting a three. You saw, I mean, even at the end of the game, Tatum, two huge turnovers one I guess is a team turnover with the shot clock violation him just held on to the ball too long and then lost control Um, and then he just was trying to pass to Kemba and was nowhere near Kemba Uh, fortunately we ended up stealing the ball back from Kawhi and ended up hitting a shot but you know there's a lot of things that still need to be fixed like this is not a it's not a complete team it's not a complete win you know if you look at the quarter quarter by quarter we won the third quarter we were outscored in the first the second kind of a wash 30 to 29 third quarter 38 to 20 so we absolutely crushed and then we were outscored in the fourth so realistically that third quarter saved us the game like 18 points we outscored them by. Uh, but if you look up and down, I mean, we saw Tice get injured early. And, you know, fingers crossed, that's not something that lasts long. You know, it's, I'm sure a lot of Celtics fans are probably rejoicing and we can probably see more Time Lord. And with less bigs, it's just going to make the rotations naturally a little bit easier for Brad. But Tice has played really well. He's played really well this year, and it's not he's not a player that we can afford to go down because he does stretch the floor. He can give you good minutes, even on the defensive end. He's very good at switching. Uh, yes, he's foul-prone, I know. Uh, so I don't know. Fingers crossed that that injury is not big. Uh, the other guy that I want to talk about tonight is Jeff Teague. And it's almost it's it's laughable how bad he has been. 
Like, it's, it's really bad. 17 minutes tonight, and I kind of talked about this before. 0 for 4 from the field, 0 for 3 from 3, and a turnover. The guy just, he can't do anything. And it's it sucks because yeah we need we needed some veteran presence and that's really what I thought we were getting with him and Thompson. Thompson has been turning it around the last three games has played really well. Teague is just is not there, um, and I'm I'm hoping now that Pritchard's back and he starts to kind of move himself back into the offense a little bit that a lot of Teague's minutes will just kind of disappear. And if we can see Carson Edwards step up, again, I don't think that he's going to see 30 minutes again for a while as long as JB is back and playing. But I don't know. I mean, if we can get 10, 15 minutes out of Carson Edwards, if he can try and do anything remotely close to this, he is a significant upgrade over Teague. Teague's not giving you much defensively, uh, and he's certainly not giving you much anywhere else. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can kind of round out the roster a little bit with you know Pritchard gaining more minutes, maybe giving a guy like Edwards a little bit more minutes. Uh, but again, I think with that TPE, it changes this roster a lot. Teague might be gone. He might be gone. If he keeps this up, there is no need. You know, even with Harrison Barnes, the Celtics need to shed some salary in order to make that work. Uh, for everyone that's not super familiar with the TP, or it, it's not—it's definitely not an easy thing to understand. The NBA has a hard cap. The Celtics are close to that hard cap. We're about eighteen million dollars away. So we have the traded player exception that is worth $28.5 million. We can't use that entire trade exception because that would put us over the hard cap. So in order to make a guy like Harrison Barnes, who is slightly over, who's making slightly more than the gap between our salary and the hard cap, we need to shed some salary, which isn't that big of a deal anyway because it's only like $3 bucks. So the Celtics are going to need to either drop a player like Romeo, which is definitely not going to happen, or shed two guys that are on either a Jeff Teague veteran minimum salary or a guy like Tremont Waters or Carson Edwards or even Javante Green, who's on a, I think his contract's 1.5. So the Celtics are going to need to move some salary around to make that work. Uh, It cannot be combined with the traded player exceptions that we got from Poye and Cantor. Uh, So we still need to, we still need to move the roster around a little bit, but not much. And that's why for all those Celtics fans out there saying we need Vooch. uh, One, it's probably not going to happen because he makes 28, 28, 0.5 0.5 million. Uh, so it's just a lot more salary that we need to get rid of. Uh, and his, his trade value is significantly higher. I mean, realistically, you're the Celtics are looking at a couple different 
realistic options in my eyes. And that's Harrison Barnes, Aaron Gordon, Jared Allen, if the Cavs decide that you know it's worth it to ship him. Right now, there's a lot of talk about Drummond and Kevin Love disappearing. So if that's the case, Jared Allen might not be on the trading block. But those are those are three guys. Larry Nance Jr. is another one. I still think Buddy Heald would be another solid option. Uh, so there's you know there are options. PJ Tucker, another one. Uh, PJ Tucker's probably a little bit older, uh, but there are a lot of a lot of good candidates for this TPE that are not going to break the bank, that fit into the TPE, that keep us under the hard cap. Uh, that just overall makes sense. So those are the areas that we need to focus on. For me, I personally would rather someone that can stretch the floor, play a three, play a four, and have that versatility in the lineup than kind of pigeonholing yourself with a guy like Vooch anyway. Uh, He's probably the most talented out of all the players that are being talked about. And actually, I mean, I don't even think it's probably. He is the most talented. But it's just, it just it's, more, it's a more complicated deal. You know, it's a lot more salary that we need to shed. And it's a guy that isn't really bringing a ton of versatility as far as lineup rotations go. Uh, he's going to be a guy where if we do try to get a Vooch, where pretty much forced to trade probably a guy like Time Lord. You know, the Magic are, if they're going to get rid of him, they're going to want a young talent. Tice might be a guy that they they look at, but more than likely they're going to want Robert Williams. Uh, and I'm not saying I wouldn't do that. I don't think Time Lord is, you know, safe in a trade for Vooch, who's a, you know, probably a perennial all-star for the next couple of years if he keeps it up with a good team. But that's, I mean, that's it. You know, as far as the, uh, as far as TP options, there certainly are some. Uh, and we need to, we need to figure something out. You know, even defensively, I think is the biggest issue. Again, 115 of the Clippers, they're a pretty solid offensive team, but 115 is a lot of points. And it's more than we should be giving up. So that's where I'm going to wrap up here. A lot to discuss. Sorry for keeping this, uh, sorry for going on so long here. But I think that we had, it was a lot to talk about. It was a lot to talk about. So uh, have a great night, Celtics fans. Super happy after a very big victory for our Celtics here. Have a great night, and I will talk to you soon. I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it now, nah. I can't help it now, nah. I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic.